We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in the air. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall never surrender until in God's good time, the new world with all its power and might steps forth to the rescue and the liberation of people. In times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left. The San Francisco Gay Men's Chorus posts a song on YouTube telling you, quote, we'll convert your children, unquote. This story and more on today's Rebellion. Welcome to today's Rebellion. Today's story, the San Francisco Gay Men's Chorus posts a song on YouTube titled, Will Convert Your Children. I'm going to talk about this story and how it dovetails with education and what the National Education Association, the NEA, the largest teachers union in the nation, came out at the same time and told all of you they were going to do with regard to converting your children, indoctrinating your children, taking your children from them and teaching them that your ideas are bad, antiquated, stupid, bigoted, and evil. We've come to the point where we have to stand up and say no. We just have to. And these stories just aren't in the crazy lands of New York City and San Francisco. These stories are in your own backyard because the National Education Association represents over 3 million teachers. And the teachers that are employed at your local school are members of the NEA. This story is very important. I've said a thousand times over, you cannot cure cancer with Band-Aids. You cannot put a Band-Aid on cancer and expect the disease to go away. You have to go to the source. You have to consider the carcinogens that you're consuming that are giving you cancer in the first place. That's just a fact. It's a medical fact. It's a scientific fact. So if you want to be pro-science, you have to attend to what I'm saying today. Let's take an early break. Acknowledge the sponsors of the rebellion. And when I get back, we will talk about the San Francisco Gay Men's Chorus, the National Association, and then teachers that are employed and educators that are employed at institutions across the land, not just in San Francisco and New York City, as I said, but across the heartland, Kansas, Nebraska, Arkansas, and even here in Oklahoma. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and I'll be right back in a couple minutes. Welcome back to The Rebellion. I should mention that I'm delighted to be back in studio live today. 
I took a week off. As you know, if you've been listening to The Rebellion over the last week, we chose to actually post some of the uh, best of, if you will, of The Rebellion for the last week or so. My family has a tradition of going out to a cottage on Lake Ontario during the first week of July every year. We go out there to celebrate the 4th of July, and we also go out there for Christian community. It's a family camp, a church camp, if you will. I don't know if all of you out there have had the experience of enjoying this type of environment. Some of you have. I know you have. And it's just wonderful. We've raised our kids out there. My wife was raised out there. My mother-in-law was raised out there. My boys are the fifth generation to be raised at this family camp. And they have a very modest little cottage right there on Lake Ontario that we go out to spend some time in every year. So I'm delighted to be back in Oklahoma, God's country, and I'm delighted to be back live here on The Rebellion. And today's story is this story I stumbled across while I was out there on vacation. Now, it went viral, so a lot of you probably have already heard this story. But I'm going to give you more information on it, and I'm going to tie it in to some other common themes that are taking place within our culture and within the influencers the messages that are coming out of the influencers in our culture. And the primary influencers within our culture right now are teachers and principals and school administrators because your kids spend more time in school than they do in any other entity within the social structure of America. Now, you might say, well, is that true? Well, stop and think about it. Do they spend as as much time in church as they do in school? The answer is no, they don't. They spend more hours in school than they do in church by multiples, several times over the hours in the school system than they do in your church. And that's even if you go to church every week or maybe even take them to youth group or make them go to church more than once a week. They're still in school a lot more than they are in church. And because of our lifestyles, most of them are spending a lot more time in school than they are with you because of our busy schedules, your work schedule, and the other things that you feel you have an obligation to do. You take that all into consideration and your kids are being influenced more by the local school than they are by anything else. So today's show matters. It matters a great deal. And I'm going to tie that issue of the time your kids spend in school into this story about a message from the gay community. That's their quote. That's the way they posted it on YouTube, and it was delivered by the San Francisco Gay Men's Chorus. It was actually posted, I believe, on July 1st. Maybe it was July 3rd. doesn't matter, but it was during the first week of July. This was posted, and I'm going to give you a smattering of some of the lyrics. I don't have time to give you the whole thing. And by the way, if you go to try to Google this right now, they've taken it down because of the pushback they received and the criticism they received, even from others who claim to be gay, lesbian, LGBTQ. Many of those people pushed back and said, have you all lost your mind? Why did you post this? But they did. They felt emboldened to post this. They felt that they could say this openly. It received millions of hits. They finally took it down. They didn't apologize. 
they actually started ridiculing you and me and others for overreacting. So they had to take it down. You can still find it out there in other venues. So if you do a little research of the San Francisco Gay Men's Chorus message from the gay community, the song that they posted, you can still find this, but it's a little bit more difficult right now because they took it down off the main channel of YouTube. So here is a smattering of the lyrics from that song that they posted just last week. You think we're sinful. You think that we'll corrupt your kids if our agenda goes unchecked. Funny, just this once, you're correct. We'll convert your children. It happens bit by bit, quietly and subtly, and you will barely notice it. Just like you worried, we'll change their group of friends. You won't approve of where they go at night. You'll be disgusted when they start finding things online that you kept far from their sight. We'll convert your children. Yes, we will. There's really no escaping it. We'll convert your children. We're coming for them. We're coming for them. We're coming for your children. We're coming for your children. Soon, we're almost certain your kids will start converting you. We'll convert your children. And then we'll turn to you. Like I said, that's just a smattering of the lyrics that they posted on YouTube. And this is not folklore. This is not fake news. I listened to the song myself from beginning to end before they pulled it down. And like I said, you can still find it in other channels because people were smart enough to say this because they recognized that maybe we're not quite there yet where everyone in our culture would just shrug and blow this off. Some have. Some have laughed and called it satire. This is not satire. They're even trying to insult you right now by suggesting that this is satire. That's not satire. Now, the one thing they do throw in the lyrics that I did not include is after saying all of this over and over again, we'll convert your children, we'll convert your children. There's nothing you can do about it. There's really no escaping it. We'll convert your children. Yes, we will. After saying that over and over again, they throw in, almost unexpectedly, to be fair and tolerant. Oh, oh, well, that's what's the, what the song is about, right? That's what they're talking about. BS, baloney. Don't buy that. Don't buy that. They throw that in there so that they can say, oh, we were just talking about fairness and tolerance. Well, frankly, if they're so tolerant, why are they so rude and smug and arrogant as to challenge you and say that we're going to convert your children? We won't tolerate your views any longer. We're coming for them. We're coming for them. We'll convert your children. Well, while you've got this little ditty playing in your head right now, I want you to consider some additional news. News that hit the airwaves and hit online and came across all of your news feeds at almost the exact same time. Here's one. The Chicago Public School District announced last week that it would immediately start providing prophylactics to fifth graders. Fifth graders throughout the entire city's school system. Here's a quote 
from Dr. Kenneth Fox. He says this, We want to make condoms available to students when they think they need them. When you don't, make those resources available, then bad stuff happens. Close quote. Who is Dr. Kenneth Fox? He's Chicago's public school chief health officer. Now, need I remind you, and maybe even Dr. Fox, fifth graders are 10 and 11 years old. Who in their right mind thinks making condoms available to 10-year-olds should be a top priority for public education? This came right out of Chicago Public School District's official announcements last week. We want to make condoms available to students when they think they need them. Maybe make morality part of your curriculum. Maybe teach character. Maybe teach the Ten Commandments rather than making condoms available and teaching 10-year-old boys how to use them. This is happening across the entire city of Chicago. And then they turn around and they wonder why these kids grow up to shoot each other. It's because they don't understand why they shouldn't, because you've spent so much time teaching them how to use a condom rather than to be a man of character. They act exactly how you taught them to act, even back to when they were 10 years old. Well, that's not the only one. At the same time, this brilliance was coming out of Lori Lightfoot's utopia. Belmont Public School District in Boston, Massachusetts, released its summer reading list for students as young as kindergarten. Now, in case you forgot, that would be approximately five years old. Five years. Five-year-olds. So, added to their oh-so-woke and wise sex education are now books that say this, whiteness gets your soul and causes you to mess endlessly with the lives of your friends, neighbors, loved ones, and all fellow humans of color. Close quote. So it's not enough to brainwash your kids to be animals and behave like animals sexually. Now they're going to start telling them as young as four and five that whiteness gets your soul and messes endlessly with the lives of your friends, your neighbors, your loved ones, and all fellow humans of color. Now you may be wondering, what does that have to do with this sexual nihilism that I've mentioned in the song, Will Convert Your Children?, and this nonsense coming out of public, the public schools in Chicago. Oh, it's, it's the same thing, and I'm going to tell you why. But let's go to another story, or maybe two. At the same time all of this lunacy was taking place, in Arizona, the Department of Education made headlines for its recommended readings on equity, which now includes research papers on how white babies as young as three months old, are already harboring racial and sexual biases that demand, demand what? Guess what? Here it comes. 
their intervention, the Department of Education's intervention. Who runs the Department of Education? The state. The state now needs to intervene with white babies that are three months old because they're already harboring racial and sexual biases. These people have lost their mind. They have no soul. Oh, well, let's not forget that the winner of this month's race to Gomorrah has even bested these stories. This is Justin Ang Fonte. Justine Ang Fonte. I'll say it one more time. I mispronounced her first name and said Justin. It's Justine Ang Fonte. I'll spell it for you. Justine A-N-G Fonte. F-O-N-T-E. New York City. A teacher who proudly boasted to the media of teaching masturbation to first graders at Manhattan's prestigious Dalton School, and then at the same time at neighboring Columbia Grammar Prep, she was teaching, get ready, quote, porn literacy, close quote. Incredible. And like I said, lest you be tempted to think all of this Brilliance, this aforementioned brilliance, only resides in the crazy lands of Lori Lightfoot and Gavin Newsom. Unfortunately, that's way too hopeful. And those wishes would be sorely misplaced. No, it doesn't just reside in the crazy left coast and in the windy city of Chicago. No, no, when it comes to education, what happens in Vegas doesn't stay in Vegas. No, it spreads across the entire nation faster than COVID in an Andrew Como nursing home. Consider this, and I already hinted at it at the front of the show. All of this child predation this predatory attitude toward children will convert your children, will take your children. Your children need to be given over to us even at three months of age because they're already showing signs of whiteness. And when they're 10, they need to be taught how to use a condom if they ever think they want it. All of this sexualization of children when they should be enjoying the innocence of being a child and being protected by their parents. All of this child predation happened at the same time the National Education Association, the NEE, was holding its annual representative assembly, their annual conference, where delegates, not just from Chicago or New York City or San Francisco, no, delegates from across the United States came together to officially proclaim their educational priorities for our culture, our schools, and, by definition, for your kids. So while Chicago was handing out condoms to 10-year-olds and New York City was extolling the wonders of porn literacy to a bunch of teenage boys, what could possibly go wrong with that, right? What was this organization, the NEA, doing 
This organization that represents nearly 3 million educators from the cornfields of our heartland to the corner of Haidt and Ashbury, what were they deciding should be the primary concern, the primary concern, the top priority, the first thing for our nation's schools, your schools, right in your community, here in Bartlesville, Oklahoma, Copan, Oklahoma, Caney, Kansas, Name a town, any town, your town. What did they say should be the top priority for our schools, the NEA? Well, here it is, and I quote, to increase the implementation of critical race theory in K-12 curricula. Oh, well, that's what will solve all of our problems, isn't it? Create more racism, create more division, create more us against them. That'll solve all of our problems. Focus on one group, white infants of three months of age, because they're the problem. And at the same time they were saying this, the NEA, the same time they were saying this, they also boldly said that they were going to coordinate an overt campaign to intimidate and silence all parents who oppose this debased propaganda. They're telling you that it's their job, not yours. And if you are part of any parent group that has conservative, traditional values or concerns, they're telling you they're going to spend their money, the money that the teachers put into the system through their union dues to silence and intimidate you. They said this at their national conference. Now, Just to make sure that there's no confusion what they mean by the implementation of critical race theory, their language, not mine, what do they mean when they say that their top priority is the implementation of critical race theory? What do they mean by that? Well, the National Education Association, the NEA, offers this following definition in their announcement. And here it is. We resolve to develop a study to critique patriarchy, cis-heteropatriarchy, capitalism, ableism, and anthropocentrism. (laughs) I'm going to read that to you again. Sometimes they create these new words just to throw you off your guard and, and to make themselves look smart and by inference you look stupid. Don't ever let them do that. Some of the words make sense. We resolve to develop a study to critique patriarchy. Well, we know what that is. That is the importance of fathers in the family structure. Well, that's bad. We need to critique it within the uh, scope. Look at it through the lens of critical race theory. When they use the word critique, they're referring back to critical. Critique, critical. They're referring to what critical theory does, and that is criticize, tear it apart, dissemble it, disassemble it, and then build it back up, deconstruct it, and then reconstruct something that they consider is better than patriarchy. Well, what would that be? It would be fatherless homes. How's that working for the black community right now? Hmm. Hmm. Best predictor of future behavior is past behavior. Well, if it ain't working, 
with one subset of our culture, then why in the world would you impose it on the rest of culture? We resolved to develop a study to critique patriarchy, cis-heteropatriarchy. What's that mean? Straight fathers, okay? (laughs) Straight fathers, heterosexual fathers in the home, stable two-parent families raising their children with a sexually normal and faithful father. That's what cis-hetero patriarchy is, people. Capitalism, well, that's bad. Well, we all know that, right? We need communism. We can't continue the evil of capitalism, letting people have their own property and their own money. We need to take that away, obviously. Ableism, what the heck is ableism? That means that if you have a healthy body, a healthy environment, that that's bad, that that can't be considered superior. And anthropocentrism, anthropocentrism, excuse me, one more time, anthropocentrism, that's the centric nature or the central value of the human being over and above other parts of creation. No, you're no better than the dog, the pig, the cat, the cow, or even the amoeba or the virus. Why should you win rather than those other things? That's what they're saying there. In other words, they're telling you right up front that they will be teaching your kids that two-parent families, strong and responsible fathers, self-reliance, free enterprise, personal responsibility, traditional morality, and heterosexual biblical fidelity are all products of white privilege that should be dismantled and replaced through a neo-Marxist revolution. That's what they just said. People, maybe it's time to start believing what they say. Maybe when they straight up tell you that we'll convert your children, you should trust that they mean it. You should trust that they mean it. They're telling you. They're coming after your kids. Don't ignore them. And remember this. Remember this. If anyone causes one of these little ones to stumble... It would be better for him to have a large millstone hung around his neck and to be drowned in the depths of the sea. Woe to the world. Woe to the world for the causes of sin. For the causes of sin. These stumbling blocks must come, but woe to the man through whom they come. You know who said that? Jesus. Pay attention to what they're, they're telling you and pay attention to the words of Christ. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion.